Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast. If you don't already, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, anywhere you find your podcast. Don't forget, NumbBillsFan.com has all of our content. I am your host, David Palermo. It is now podcast number 133 for Wednesday, August 30th, and well, the Bills just got done playing a game against the Eagles on Saturday. You know how that third preseason game goes. Oh, this is where they actually game plan. Yada, yada, yada. You're all tuned up. You're going to watch all this football. It's kind of for real that you've been waiting for. But really, preseason is such a great idea in, like, June. And then when it's here, you just, for me, it's, like, really hard to watch. Don't get me wrong. We can nerd out. We can look at players to watch, which we will. But it's hard for me to judge certain players and schemes when I don't think the Bills offense is really out there right now. I don't think what Tyrod is really asked to do is what I've been seeing in camp uh, really kind of blends in. I think Tyrod does a lot more rollouts in camp a lot. You know, I mean, put on the Broncos with Peyton Manning throwing things like a wounded duck. Take a look at it. So, if I'm the Bills, it is what it is. Work on your stuff offensively. I mean, defense is defense. I always feel like defense is always ahead of the curve. Because, especially in this Bills defense, it's a lot simpler. You can just see how much the Bills defense is is honestly just flocking to the ball. And it's really nice. It's almost like you have a magnet with like metal shards and you drag it and they kind of attract to it. Yeah, that kind of thing. Cool. So, you know, it's anything with the Bills. You cannot write scripts out. I I mean, if you can, I think you can, I don't, I don't know, maybe remap the stars, something like that. Let me know how that goes. Let me know if the earth is flat, whatever. I don't know. The Bills are always just super weird, super weird. Tyrod Taylor gets, uh, I think, eight plays, so second series in, quick concussion, did the whole thing, gets sacked, shoulders hit, head bounces off the turf. Immediately, I'm like, yep, he's done. So then we get to finally uh, get what everybody's waiting for here, which is Nathan Peterman reps with the first team. So I guess I'll just dive right into that real quick. Um, If you're listening to this on Grandstand Sports Network... Thank you for tuning in and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, as you heard earlier, and wherever else you find your podcast. So thank you for finding it. And thank you to Grandstand Sports Network for getting me on the sidelines during training camp to see things in person up close. So shout out to those people, which were brought to you by. So Nathan Peterman got some first team reps, you know, with that starting offense. And, uh, you know, Richie Incognito, LaShawn McCoy, the head coach, they all had good things to say about him. And one thing you notice with Nathan Peterman is anticipation. That ball is out. I mean, there was a time where I believe he had the ball out in less than three seconds, and he was immediately hit right after. He, one, two, three, out. You know, and it's like, whoa. Whoa. He knew where to go. And he's finding guys, and these guys are getting yards after catch. So... 
Am I saying have Peterman start? No, not at all. What I'm saying is let's wait to see what the deal is with everything else offensively. Wait till game one. Let's see what Tyrod Taylor's asked to do. Because I would take, again, you have to put on your goggles from last year. And remember, the offense needs to maintain putting up points. The defense just needs to step up and play a little bit of defense, okay? If you put on the Broncos with Trevor Simeon in there, you would take Tyrod Taylor over Trevor Simeon. And what Trevor Simeon's doing on tape, which if you don't know, our offensive coordinator worked as the offensive coordinator under Gary Kubiak in Denver before he came to the Bills. Okay, so we know that. Well, the first thing you do is you put on the game tape or you just recall games you've seen of them. Oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. So I'm just trying to say I think Tyrod Taylor can make things happen with play action very well. I think that's right up Tyrod Zaley. He's a running quarter, quote-unquote running quarterback. He ain't afraid to tuck and run. And Tyrod Taylor's going to play his, his mind out. So, But I will say I think Nathan Peterman might be able to hold it down if Tyrod Taylor gets hurt. Uh, he has a team behind him. I mean, he's a pit grad. So you have LaShawn McCoy there, who has graduated from Pitt, too. So he's going to support him. Um, but even Richie Incognito mentioned that he played with confidence. And, you know, it, it doesn't seem like these guys don't want to support him. And I think that's good. And if you put on the games, Nathan Peterman doesn't look bad. And camp, he doesn't look bad. He makes a lot of connections. These Bills tight ends are going to see a lot of a, a lot of rocks this year. Charles Clay. I want to transition to Charles Clay. Charles Clay had a great catch up on the sideline. Pretty much took dude's face and mashed him to the side. Spun off him and uh, got some yards after catch. If Charles Clay doesn't have, I would say, 65 catches this year and he's healthy for 16 games, I would be really shocked. I think Charles Clay is a guy that deserves... If you want to play the target game, at least five targets a game. Just because he's so big, you're going to have so many mismatches. And the thing with this offense that the Bills are doing a lot of that you see at training camp, there's a lot of motion going on. Eric Turner and I talked about this a lot during uh, the time we were up at camp. And when you're putting a guy in a motion, you can automatically tell if the team is in a man defense or a zone defense. And now teams have gotten cuter and they still try to hide it, you know, but there's only so many things you can do. There's only so many systems. I believe the smartest football players, they just study the game. They have a real passion and willpower to play the game. So it seems like offensively the Bills are setting up the players for the most success, I feel, because they're trying to give them all the tools they can. So here's a tell to see what the defense is doing. Maybe it doesn't help, but hey, at least we tried. And here's something you can read and maybe be successful in a certain spot. I mean, you could try this out on Madden. Just saying. Throw a guy in motion. You see what I'm saying? It's a simulation game. Okay. Eric Turner at cover one's going to kill me because he hates whenever I reference Madden. Whatever, dude. I love Madden. And Madden 18 is pretty tight this year. 
I don't think they added any new features, though. If anybody knows, get back to me on that. Usually I go, oh, what's new? And there's some kind of new controls. And if they didn't change anything, thank you, finally. Because I've been waiting for a man in that back-to-back. I can just, like, play and not worry about some new modifying move or something where I lose the jump that I had last year. Anyways, that's my rant about uh, Madden. So, Charles Clay, real deal, would not be shocked if he had 65 targets or more. I think he's a monster, very athletic, get the ball to him. I want to see these guys get the ball in space somehow. And it's always like a common theme with the NFL. You know, if you get a guy hit with the ball in space, you know, I like to see screen passes. We're seeing that in this offense. Yeah, I, I just like that. I personally, as you know me, I'm a homer for Chan Gailey's offense. I thought it was exciting. I thought he was innovated. I thought he made lemonade out of lemons with the players he had. And I don't think it's rocket science. But I think coaches have egos and they want to do things their way. I just hope that this coaching staff does things their way, but actually runs some plays that were successful in the past. Now, on the offensive line, I think the Vlad Dukas thing is done. I think John Miller takes his right guard spot, and they gave that guy every chance, Vlad Dukas, to make things happen in that right guard spot. So, not bad news for the Bills. Uh, I guess Cordy Glenn is looking healthier, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the rookie took over Deion Dawkins on the left side. He didn't do bad at all, and that's his natural position was left tackle. So... Those are some notes on the offensive line, I guess. Besides that, Eric Wood um, got a contract extension through 2019 at Buffalo Bills Center. Yay. Way to go, Eric. Always a good guy. So another guy I want to talk about real quick, just touch on Marcel Darius. Obviously, you know, he didn't dress for the game. And just another, hey, we're on the same page, disciplinary thing. Now, look, I don't know what happened. I didn't hear anything. I didn't look to find out anything. It's not my business. I'm not going to rag on a player and jump on him. It could be something as simple as late to a meeting, or it could be something as simple as like, what the fuck were you thinking? You know, so it could be one of those two. I did see a video on Twitter from Joe Biscalia of an animated conversation with uh, Leslie Frazier and, and Darius and you know, Darius looked very polite and calm, and, you know, Leslie had some hand motions going on, and it's kind of how I talk, so I understand, you know, got to explain some things. And, I mean, read that how you will. It is what it is. Maybe he was late to a meeting. I don't I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. Um, it, it's just one of those things where I'm not super worried about it. Um, a guy I wanted to watch out for is O'Reilly. On the offensive side of the ball. Wide receiver, Brandon O'Reilly. If you're going to watch preseason game four and you're listening or you have already listened to this after preseason game four, just pay attention to O'Reilly. He's very, 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 very good. I think he's a guy that he seems like when he needs to, he just steps up. He's a guy to watch out for. And... I can't really say or not how you would watch this guy in a game because his first couple games, he really did a nice job. He had uh, four receptions each game and a touchdown the second game. And 
against the or against the Ravens, he only had one catch for 18 yards. So he had some things he could clean up, which all good players say. But he's a guy that came in undrafted from Nebraska, and he was a walk-on in Nebraska and has worked his way up. So he's a guy that knows hard work. And honestly, if you're just looking for something to look for on you know preseason game four, watch O'Reilly. He's going to be a good guy to watch. Now, he did have the fumble at the end of the game, and he seems to have taken it pretty hard. But it is what it is. It's football, and I understand there's so much pressure because, hey, you got to show up when your name is called. Hey, you know, you know how that goes. It is what it is, you know. So I'm rooting for him. He's looking good. Obviously, I like to kill shorts. He's looking good at the receiver spot. So, I don't know, pick a player. Sometimes it gets a little hard because a lot of these guys are going to get cut. We're going to have one big cut this year, not two. Like we used to have in the past. It's going to be one big cut for the Bills. And you might want to keep an eye on some of these guys because they're going to end up on the practice squad. And, you know, at the same time when you're watching these guys, you're not going to have really, I think Nate Peterman might play a little bit in this game. But let's be real. Uh, They don't even really have another quarterback with, T.J. Yates and Tyrod Taylor in concussion protocol. So, hmm, you're kind of a, uh, I guess, in a tough spot here. So the Bills did what they seem to be doing every year, which is add a quarterback named Keith Wenning. And uh, he's 26, 6'3", 225, former six-round pick, of the Baltimore Ravens in 2014. And uh, he worked with offensive coordinator Rick Dennison. So he knows the system, has a good idea. He's going to stop in. So hopefully what you're looking for is this guy can just get rid of the ball on time. That way we can get a proper evaluation of the rest of the team. So I I know it's the fourth preseason game, but damn, I wish like TJ Yates was healthy. I would love to see more Nathan Peterman. I would really like to see him just get more reps, get more reps, get more reps. Because once the season kicks in, man, uh, let's say uh, Peterman's in practice now. He, he's getting all the reps pretty much until Taylor and TJ Yates are good to go. But I'll be honest, I wouldn't be shocked that they cut TJ Yates. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. But... I would like to see Tyrod Taylor and Nate Peterman on the roster, and that's it. I would like to keep another guy that can help somewhere else. I don't think TJ Yates is going anywhere, and he could be maybe one of those guys where you just have him at home, and you just pick him up when you need him. I don't know. Stay in shape or whatever. You know, like what is, what's there to figure out here? It's a third QB spot, and how many times have we see the third QB? Well, I guess if you're a Bills fan, Happen to see this a lot. There's a lot of building going on. So, a positive note, too. Um, just want to mention that Jordan Matthews, he made it very clear that he's confident he'll be back week one. Unless he, like, somehow gets nailed in the chest, he'll be, he'll be straight. So, he's saying he can do all the drills. Pick up his interview on buffalobills.com. Um, pretty, pretty cool. He's very confident and... I'm stoked. All I'm hearing from all accounts is that Jordan Matthews is a hell of a player. A friend of mine, Clinton, he works at uh, Starbucks right near me. 
Good kid. I saw him at Bill's camp my last day. Uh, last day at Bill's camp. I think it was the 13th. So I saw him up at camp, and he's an Eagles fan. He's with a friend of his. And he was talking to me about Jordan Matthews for a lot, a long time. Um, and he's really, you know, he's going to miss Jordan Matthews on the Eagles. And from all accounts, this guy is just in. He's working with Tyra Taylor all the time off the field. You know, they're in meeting rooms or doing things, you know. So I, I really like to see that. I know it's like simple and, oh, it's what they should be doing. But they don't. Not a lot of these players always do that. It is what you should do. But the fact that Jordan Matthews, when you watch him even on the sidelines, he's not out there, but he's very engaged. And a lot of these players seem very engaged. And I've been to camps where it doesn't seem like they're totally engaged. So maybe I'm just a little bit homerish right now. But I'm stoked to see Jordan Matthews play. It's going to suck learning a new offense, learning it on the fly. But I hope that the Bills can squeak out a couple wins off the bat. You know, you got a very winnable game against the Jets coming up. Okay, don't turn the ball over. And play some defense. The Bills should win that game. Hands down should win their home opener. You got the you got the fans there. Let's get some momentum going. You know, but look, one game at a time. I'm not even going to get into details on what they need to do or whatever because I don't know anything. So don't even come looking at me. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't in a raw spot if you want good information on what's to come for the Bills because I don't know. The Bills trade away Reggie Raglan for a fourth-round pick in 2019. So, I mean, that doesn't help us now. Us, like I'm on the damn team. You know what I mean? Uh, it doesn't help the Bills now. But maybe they can use that pick later on to, to couple up with somebody you know, to move up in the draft maybe next year, you know what I mean, or the following year. You can always, it's it's equity. They played Reggie Raglan, I believe, 14 snaps on special teams, which is a lot. And he only played, I believe, three snaps on defense. So, <coughs> excuse me, all estimations are, if you can't play special teams very well, or maybe you're showcasing the special teams, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, but I do find it weird to just get rid of equity. Um, I wish they would have cut Reggie Raglan, but I guess it's a testament to how far he's progressing in the system. It's a three, four guy. And you know, I asked him the question at camp a couple weeks ago too. Like, are you picking up this defense quick? He goes, no. It's It's been a work in progress. So, Roger Raglan, I mean, good luck to him. And on the Chiefs, you got a good coaching staff there with Andy Reid. So, I think it's really a testament to what Preston Brown has done. Preston Brown came into camp this year lighter than I believe he has. I think he said on the interview he's been in the 40s. He hasn't seen the 40s in a long time, or is it the 50s? And wait, two 40s? Which, I mean, the big thing people want to knock him on is he's slow, he's slow, he's slow. But it's like, he's very instinctive. I've never thought Preston Brown was a total liability in coverage. I've never bought that. Maybe uh, guys who look at the tape, the quote-unquote the tape, can tell me otherwise. But, I mean, the dude is ranking out 
really high. Like, really, really, really high in, in, in ratings. And it's like, I mean, Preston Brown is no joke. So I think it's a testament to Preston Brown what's going on because Roger Wagon all of a sudden became expand, expendable. And I think one thing you need to, to worry about is who's behind Preston Brown. So, look, Pro Football Focus gave him an 87.8 grade. And that's the best player on the field for either team on Saturday. That's pretty sweet. Seven tackles. And I think it's a scheme that is very similar to Jim Schwartz, as in when guys open up the playbook, they're like, oh, okay. We like this game. That's what Jerry Hughes is saying. So it seems like these guys all count. We just get to to play fast and be reactive. We're athletic. We're physical. That's what we want to do. And I'm glad to see the Bills really just doing that. Let these guys just play. Let Preston Brown shine. I think he's a smart football player. And I'll say it, too. I think they should work on an extension with him now because no matter what scheme you put him in he learns it quick and he adjusts on the fly and and he makes it happen so even this rookie year um pretty much uh i think that's it i would just pick some things to look for if you're listening to this after preseason game four hey hopefully some guys stood out but just See who stands out. If you're looking at receivers, see who gets separation, watch route running, maybe watch some of the offensive line. I mean, it's honestly going to be a shit show of a game sometimes. Sometimes they're very hard to watch. I don't even know if I'm going to sit through this whole thing before Saturday. I'm going to be honest with you. I might come on and just lie and say I didn't watch it. But really, I did watch it. I don't know. I hope some guys stand out. They got to get game tape. A lot of guys are going to get released which is easier on your eyes if you're trying to remember numbers. So good luck to those players. And uh, just breathe a little bit. Lastly, I want to say uh, for to the people out there, people are very concerned about penalties, 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 penalties. I don't care if Rex Ryan is your coach. Don't be going, oh, it's just a Rex team. They just get penalties. It's just what they do. When, in fact, in New York, they didn't. Um, you know, so on the Bills, the Bills got penalties. And it seems like every year the Bills have penalties. I don't care what coaching staff is in. And Sean McDermott, oh, he's the guy, you know, before you even line up a snap. Oh, he's the guy. Oh, he's just got it all together. You know, this team's going to be very well disciplined. Penalties, 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 penalties. Six penalties on the offensive line against the Ravens. I mean, come on. Discipline. I don't know what's going on. I don't play the game of football. I don't know how hard it is. That said, it means I might have a good evaluation on it because I have not been hit in the head as many times as those guys who have played football. So I'm telling you, without getting my head bashed a million times, it's been bashed a lot, but not as many times as like an offensive lineman, per se. I don't know how to solve penalties. And frankly, I don't think it matters. And frankly, if I'm the Bills... Keep getting the penalties because now the media can swarm in on penalties and steer away from the real problems and let you guys get to work. So if you got to give the media something, let's keep talking penalties, man. Get some penalties and garbage time. 
You know what I think the Patriots do? I know they get a lot of calls in the beginning of the games. I swear at the end, if they're up a lot, they do dumb stuff. Get some dumb penalties. Just to make it look so at the box score, you know. Let's let's see where the where the Patriots got breaks and penalties and where the Bills got breaks and penalties. Just something I noticed. I know. Conspiracy me. I'm your host, David Palermo. And don't forget, we're brought to you by PunchDrunkSports.com. Follow them on Twitter at PunchDrunk. Also, subscribe to their podcast, PunchDrunk Sports, on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. Also brought to you by Grandstand Sports Network. And don't forget, NumBillsFan.com. If you want to support the podcast, there's some shirts and some miscellaneous Bills merchandise up for sale on my Etsy store. So if you want to support the podcast, it's very easy to do. And find me anywhere at NumBillsFan. So take care.